This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing awesome today. You hopefully listened to our last podcast with Matt Schumacher. Today on the show, we have Trent Meacham on the MediShare guest line, and he actually broadcast games with Matt. And so uh, on the Big Ten Network, and and so we're going to hear Trent's story today. So pretty cool timing, the way that that, that worked out. Um, that was not necessarily planned, so that was that was kind of cool. So Trent, he works for the Big Ten Network as an analyst, uh, studio, as well as a, a game analyst. And he's got quite the college basketball story going from, from walk-on to ending up becoming a, a pro overseas. And we often... You know, we talk we talk about NBA guys, we think about NBA guys. There is the sport of basketball is such a worldwide sport. And a lot of guys that you know had nice careers in college have an opportunity to have pretty solid careers overseas. Uh, I've got a friend in Charlotte that that did that, uh, Joby Thomas. And and so it's a neat opportunity. And so Trent's gonna talk uh, about that today and and share about his faith, and I think you'll be encouraged. Uh, by him, and he's actually he's got a great uh, website that you can check out. It's called TrentMeacham.com, but he has a newsletter that he sends out uh, relating you know sports topics and uh, to to faith and life, and so uh, so good good stuff there. Uh, but he's a, an Illinois guy, so he he went to Illinois, played basketball, uh, and he's from from that part of the country. So uh, stick around toward the end of the interview. I will ask him about his wardrobe, and I'll catch him off guard a little bit. So if you listen to the live show, you know that Luke and I, we break down uh, our wardrobe every mo- once in a while, and you go, oh, come on, Bryce, why are you talking about clothes all the time? I'm, not, I'm actually not a big fashion guy. It's, it's more of joking about fashion than, uh, than trying to be cool or uh, <laughs> some, kind of, some kind of fashion star. I'm wearing a shirt today that barely fits. I think it's a medium. I can't do mediums. Sorry, especially after the holidays. It was a bad decision on my part. Uh, but anyway, I'll ask Trent about that. Uh, but Unpacking It is brought to you, not about my shirt. I'm not going to ask him about my shirt. I'm going to ask him about his choice of shirt while on TV. And so uh, I'll stick around for that. Uh, we get into much more serious, encouraging topics as well. But Unpacking It is brought to you by... MetaShare, and we are excited to partner with them. They've been around over 25 years, and the MetaShare program serves more than 400,000 members. MetaShare is a biblical, affordable alternative to health insurance. 
And and so MediShare has provided my family with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care. And so I love telling you about it and, and letting you know if, if you're looking for a new option, text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201 to see if MediShare is the right fit for you and your family. So again, text the word UNPACK to the number 201-201, or you can go to the website metashare.com slash unpacking it. All right, at the end of the conversation, I'll come back in studio with a couple uh, takeaways that I'll share with you. And now, let's unpack it with Trent Meacham. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Unpacking it with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the MetaShare guest line is Trent Meacham. He had a nine-year pro basketball career after playing college basketball at Illinois. He is currently an analyst on the Big Ten Network. He's also a speaker, writer, and podcast host. You can check out TrentMeacham.com. Trent, great to have you on Unpacking It. How are you? Bryce, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Absolutely. And so we're, we're having you on in the midst of a move. And, and so uh, if people are, are watching the, uh, the video version of the podcast, they, they might see some boxes. So uh, appreciate you joining us in, in the midst of the, of the craziness. And there it is. So there's a piano. Are you the, are you the piano player? No. Who, who's doing that? That was, pass, I don't, that was passed down. I'm, I'm not a piano player. I think I took two years when I was in third and fourth grade, but haven't touched it much, much since. So uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're in the process of moving, so it's a mess, but uh, it's it's exciting as well. Man, that's awesome! So today on the show, I, I want to share your 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 faith journey and and kind of what you're up to now. But but let let's begin with your basketball career, and and so take me back as you're you're thinking about you know going to college, you want to play basketball, but you decide to walk on at Illinois. So so let's let's start there and, and and share the share the story with the listeners. Yeah, basketball was always a huge part of my life. I I, I played every sport growing up, just about. But for some reason, I loved practice with bat when it came to basketball. So I just loved working on my game and was fortunate. I did. I actually went to U- the University of Dayton as a freshman and was on scholarship there and had a pretty good freshman year. And Dayton's a great program, uh, very strong program. Uh, but just felt like there was an opportunity to live out a childhood dream. I'm from Champaign, Illinois, where the University of Illinois is. And to play for the Fighting Illini, I just felt like after getting a taste of college basketball, I wanted to live out that dream. And uh, it's, it was a risk in, in many ways, what I was kind of giving up. And so walked on to the team in Illinois, at least my, my first year there as a sophomore and redshirted. I uh, was fortunate to earn a scholarship and, and have a pretty good career uh, and live out that dream and for, as an Illini, which was really special for me and my family. And then, you know, frankly, I did something I never even dreamed of. I didn't really dream of playing professionally and uh, had an opportunity to play overseas and not a great league initially in Austria. But uh, my wife, we just got married. My wife was a far better player than I was. And uh, we both played professionally our first year of marriage in Austria and was able to progress and, and have a good professional career overseas for nine years and played in Germany, played in Italy, uh, spent most of my time in France. Uh, played multiple seasons in the Euro League, which would be the the next best league after the NBA, and and it was a great experience. And uh, been retired for about three years now, 
and it's it's great to continue to stay involved with the game um, as an analyst. That's something new for me. So basketball has been a huge part of my life, and it was uh, it was a, a true you know privilege to play it for so long. Uh, I miss competing, but it's great to stay involved. And I think the biggest thing is uh, athletics are such a can be such a tool for uh, for good things. So hopefully, I'm able to do that. Um, in terms of running camps and writing and, and just being a part of the sports world. Amen. All right. So we, we, a number of things we got to unpack a little bit further. So so how did you meet your wife? And you say she was also a, a player. So both of you guys were, were playing. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I met my wife uh, through her brother. Her brother and I were teammates on an Athletes in Action team. Uh, Christian Sports Ministry, we went to France. In fact, during our college years, um, his name Kevin Lish. He played at St. Louis University, uh, and he actually played in the Olympics with Australia. He played in Australia for a long time. He's a coaching out there in the NBL, the professional league. And so Kevin and I were teammates, and our, our coach for that tour was an assistant coach at St. Louis University. And Kevin's sister, meanwhile, was on the women's team there at St. Louis, Teresa. And she was she could really play. She was Miss Basketball in Illinois. And um, led the A-10 in scoring, and uh, Kevin was uh, a great guy, and truthfully, there was just something different about Kevin that I really respected in terms of his faith and how he carried himself, and uh, when I heard there might be some interest from his younger sister, it, it took me about a year to reach out to kind of take the <laughs> next step, but, um, you know, being it was someone that wasn't close by, you know, living in the same community as me, but uh about a year after Kevin and I met and were teammates, I met his younger sister, Teresa. And uh, it was from there, we were engaged less than a year later. We got married right after college. She, in fact, graduated in three years and didn't play her fourth year. We went overseas and uh, we've been married for 12 years now, 12 and a half years and have three kids. So um, it's been it's been a great ride. And, and uh, just, uh, you know, she was a better basketball player than me. But all around, I feel like she I just I married up. So. Hey. I did. I did pretty good in that regard. Amen. Good for you. That's awesome, man. Well, all right. So there you were. You're playing basketball at Illinois. For, you go walk on scholarship. You became a captain. And at what point did you say, "All right, well, maybe I could go play overseas"? And because you mentioned that wasn't part of the dream, but how did that then become the dream? And how'd you last nine nine years? That's a long time. Yeah, great question. I think growing up in a uh, you know, small college town, Big Ten country, that was my dream. And when I was in school, it was more just I was just focused on the moment and enjoying the moment, trying to make the most of it. Meanwhile, I'm engaged my senior year. And, you know, you start thinking about what's next and both individually. But then it's not just me. It's, it's I'm going to be married here and for my future wife as well. What's next? I knew there were some opportunities. And, uh, you know, agents re reached out to me. It wasn't for much money or anything, but it was more of, well, let's let's try this out. Let's give it a shot. I had no idea what to expect. In fact, at the time, my uh, my future brother in law was going to Australia. I was going to Austria. This sounds awful, but I didn't know what's the difference. Like, <laughs> hey, I just want to I just want to play. Just kind of give this a shot and and was able to, you know, get my foot in the door. And it was great because my first year, the, the competition wasn't as strong as the Big Ten, but I got the opportunity to kind of work on my game and expand my game and got to advance to 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 better leagues and, and really had a better pro career than I did in college and very thankful to have stayed pretty much injury-free and 
uh, even retired. I, I had opportunities to keep playing and that's tough when you can still play and, and you say, you know what, it's time to move on because of just different things. And, and also a big reason was, was my wife, Teresa. Uh, she was a great player, but we didn't talk basketball much, but she was far, I would say mentally tougher than me. So I, I think her kind of, uh, I, I don't want to call it coaching, but just her support, her, uh, speaking life into me, her encouragement uh, really helped my game blossom and I think just become much uh, mentally stronger, more confident of a player and a leader. So she had a huge impact uh, just in benefiting my game on the court. Man, that that's cool. So, you know, a lot of average basketball fans don't, especially here in the United States, don't understand the opportunities overseas for, for a lot of college basketball players to go over there and, and guys that end up in the NBA that then get out of the NBA, but want to keep playing. And so all, all those opportunities are there. So, so what do maybe average fans need to understand just about, uh, you know, what it's like and, and the opportunities that are there and, and even the, the standard of operation. And, and ultimately you ended up, I guess, in the French, in the French league. So that was a, a pretty good league. We know a number of, NBA guys that are from France and guys that come over and that kind of thing. But uh, what, what can you share with our, our sports fans that may not understand that? Well, I don't know if there's any standard of operation. I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it can be the wild, wild west out there. Um, there's yeah. so many different levels of play. So there's every country pretty much has a domestic league and they might have one, two, three, four divisions. And there could be an American on that third or fourth division and they're just paying their stay pretty much. And there's a wide range of anywhere from semi-pro to uh, a very, very high level where guys are be- making seven figures plus a year. Now that's, uh, that's more of a, uh, a rarity. Uh, most guys aren't, I think maybe there's a conception that everybody's making great money like that. That's not the, the, the reality, but um, basketball is a world's game. I think more than any other sport, I think the NBA is the toughest league to get into. You can be a, an all American college basketball player in, in, it's, it's you're no shoe in for the NBA, and just no because way. it's if you look at uh, last year, uh, Nikola Jokic was the MVP. I think the top out of the top five vote getter, Steph Curry, was the only American in that. And yeah. so it's just it's Giannis, Luca, yeah, yeah, Joel Embiid, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the entire league is is littered with guys from all over the world. Every every continent, basketball is growing. I don't think you could say that for a lot of sports, especially some of the more. Uh, America's pastimes and baseball and, and, and football, American football, they're, they're not that big in a lot of the parts of the world. Uh, but basketball, is, it's growing everywhere. And I spent most of that time in Europe. Uh, as you mentioned, France is where I played about five and a half of those nine years. Uh, was fortunate to live in Paris, France for a few years. In Lyon, France, I played for uh, Tony Parker owns a club in Lyon, and that's where I played for a couple of years. And a uh, great experience. Uh, it was also just to continue playing ball was, was fantastic and play at a high level. Uh, but also to, uh, to experience different cultures, meet different people. You know, when I reflect on my career, it's, it's those experiences, those relationships, which I value the most. And then for me, feeling very fortunate to do that with my wife and, and getting married. And literally two weeks later, we're off in, in a, a small town in Austria. We don't know anybody. We can't speak the language. And so that really forced us to, to grow close. And uh, just a, a really special time. It probably took us a couple of years to truthfully kind of get acclimated to 
I bet. Um, appreciating some of the differences, but but now I miss it and uh, just ah. reflect with uh, a lot of gratitude on the, on that those opportunities. Well, so ultimately, I mean, I guess you could have had the option to to, to stay there, live there. What was that? You know, how do you say? All right, now it's time. We got to. We're, we're going back home. Well, it's it's funny because I retired three times. All right, so now don't call me Brett Favre or Michael Jordan. Okay, <laughs> and that, you know some people joke about that, but I shouldn't be mentioned with those guys. So maybe I, I shouldn't even bring that up. But I, I retired three times, almost came back again, and some of that is basketball was never everything. I always loved it, but there's a lot more to life than that. And uh, thought after a few years I was going to be done and kind of got a taste of some things, some things didn't quite work out, decided to go back and play professionally. And that's kind of when my pro career took off and uh, really advanced in level of play. Uh, and then I, then my wife and I, we had twins in France, and it was just a really challenging pregnancy uh, where my mm-hmm. wife was in the hospital for majority of the pregnancy, and our twins were uh, a bit premature, and they were in the NICU for a couple months. And, and, and you know, thankfully, they're, they're doing great now at five years old. But uh, that was a really challenging year. And in fact, I left towards the end of the season with a couple months left in the season. And we just felt like it was the best decision to, to go home and have some more support and do that together. And so we did that. And I thought I was done. And after being home for five months or so, we said, Hey, you know what, let's, let's head back and play. And I had a stipulation with my agent. I said, I'm not going to a place that's playing in two leagues. So Many years I'd play in a domestic league like France, but also an international competition. And so I was, was able to go back and play to a team with, with a team that's just in one league. And it was a great experience with uh, our twins that were one years old at the time. Then we got pregnant. We got a third on the way and some different changes. And we said, hey, you know what? Maybe let's have this baby in the States, have some more support. Uh, did that. But then almost went back after a year being being away from it, had some opportunities and still kind of figuring out things away from the court, uh, but ultimately decided to uh, stay put here in the U.S. And we're back in my hometown in Champaign. My wife's from St. Louis, the St. Louis area, so not far. And, uh, you know, kind of find our way, but it's it's been uh, it's all part of the journey and uh, we're growing together. Amen. Gosh, that's a that's a wild, wild journey that, that you've been through. And and so let's take a look at it from a from a faith perspective and the way that God's worked in your life throughout now this sounds you know like some some key moments uh that that you've been through you and your you and your wife and and opportunities to to trust god and so how has your your faith grown and and and, maybe we can kind of focus specifically on you know just your your time as a as a pro and and being overseas and some of the things that that you've mentioned what what are some of those pivotal moments that that jump out to you First, I'd say I was fortunate to grow up in, in a, a family that we went to church and, and I had a good understanding of who God was and who he is. And, and uh, But it became real to me in high school, and, and that was through an injury. Uh, I was fortunate to be healthy throughout my college and pro career, but I, but I had an injury in high school, missed a whole year. That, In terms of uh, gaining the perspective that I can't base my worth, my identity, my life on a game, on this basketball that's pretty fleeting, uh, was real when I would say I, I gave my life to, 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 to Christ and uh, kind of took that personal. And, and uh, now it's been a journey since then, and I'm, and I'm still growing and learning. But um, the time overseas, I would say, uh, was really beneficial. One, for our marriage, as I mentioned, but also uh, Europe and Western Europe is, is a much more agnostic, atheistic than I would say the U.S. is. And where what my upbringing is, 
And so that force that can you can go kind of one or two ways with that when you're in a different culture. And that helped. I think it kind of helped fuel my wife and I to to dig in and, and do so together. And, and you also learn you're going to find community. You'll find uh, believers around the world. And that's an encouraging thing, no matter where you're at. And so that was a, a big impact on on, uh, I say, my my personal growth as a Christian, uh, but also something that is just as a competitor and maybe as a guy that always felt a little bit outmatched, a little bit slower, a little bit weaker, smaller, whatever it might be, um, stepping into competition like that where I could have those doubts and insecurities made me, uh, I think, come to God. It made me, you know, force me to pray because I knew I was maybe out of my element, or at least that's how I felt, or that's a, Hmm. and, uh, and that, I think, helped uh, feel my uh, my need for God because it didn't come easy because I had to give everything I, I, I could, but also felt like, hey, with with the power of the spirit, um, I can be pretty good without it. And I'm very average at best. And so that was uh, that's been a part of my my development. I'd say even then moving away from basketball where you don't quite get that competition, where the measurables aren't quite as clear. Um you know, I like doing things that kind of stretch my comfort zone, get me out of my uh, maybe my my safe zone. And so whether that's going on TV and some of the analyst work that I do, that's been a good thing for me or speaking. Anything that gets my juices flowing where I feel some a bit of edge and feel like, oh, this is mean. This this is meaningful. This is this is something that's worth it has been uh, a big part of probably my spiritual development. That, that That's neat. And, and I think from a. I guess when I hear that that idea of being overseas and and yeah, it makes sense. They're agnostic, atheistic, kind of a, maybe a culture. We've heard that about Europe and that and that kind of thing. And I haven't lived there, so I don't know that day in day out. So, what was that like from a, a an opportunity standpoint? Conversations, people noticing something different about you. How how did you uh, approach that? Whether it was with teammates or, or just kind of day to day life. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I remember when we were in Paris and the, the Paris newspapers did a, a special on like an American in Paris. And, and uh, not that I was only a basketball player there, but but even in, in the article, they, they they framed it that I was open minded because of my um, beliefs in God, which I thought was just really interesting because in in the Western part of the world, I guess, or, or the America, we would sometimes associate uh believers as being closed minded. So that was just interesting, just kind of maybe a picture of the difference in cultures. And this was almost 10 years ago, I guess, when that when that came out. So the world has changed a lot in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, being in different cultures and, and you, I had this growing up in basketball, but it was even increased in uh, on some of these teams is I got I got athletes or, or teammates that you grow close to that grew up, you know, they're 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 Muslim. Uh, they grew up in in uh, in Africa. They got a totally different upbringing than me. I got others from Eastern Europe that had zero spiritual influence at all on their life in their in their lives. And you just get this mixture of of different people. And uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And hopefully, you know, for me, I, I was never someone to uh, be extremely vocal, uh, but I try to to, to share you know, when you have something good to share, you want to share it. And so I try to to do so when uh, I feel like there's there's opportunities that that make sense and that can uh, uh, share 
you know, life changing uh, things, something, you know, uh, to, to someone and to, to share Jesus and who he is and what he wants to do for them. So uh, hopefully that's something that I was able to do in the right moments and something that I, I, I try to do and try to live out first and foremost, but also be, be willing to speak up when, when there's opportunities. And uh, I think just being in different cultures has allowed me to um, understand how to read the room and uh, navigate different situations and, and hopefully have empathy and, and grace for different upbringings, but also, uh, you know, live by my values and, um, you know, be the man that God is, you know, I feel like God has called me to be. Gosh, that, no, that's, that's great, man. And cause I, cause I think for me you know, growing up in the, I grow, I'm in Charlotte. And so it's the, it's the Bible belt. And so, you know, it's the Christian culture is just, it's, it's very evident. So, so to think about being in, you know, another culture like that, and you weren't necessarily there as, as a missionary, but you had those types of opportunities, I imagine. Um, so I, I appreciate you sharing about that. Yeah, so I think, a, you know, our, our whole life is, um, uh, we're all missionaries in something, right? We're all, we're right. all, uh, we may not uh, have a business card or we might not have a title as a pastor, but we're all, uh, whatever we do, we have an opportunity to, to worship God and give our very best and to be a light. And hopefully that shines through in our actions. And then there's opportunities to have conversations and, um, but hopefully that just exudes in what we do. And, um, it's great that, you know, you have this microphone to help share that. Now, some people have different tools. It might not be a microphone. It might not be a basketball, but, uh, whatever we have, uh, I think there's, we have a platform no matter who we are. And, so whether that's basketball, whether that's being on TV or your, your podcast writing, um, it could be something very simple. But we all have things that hopefully we can um, share who God is and shine a light in this world, uh, no matter what, what we're doing, where we're at. That's right. Amen. Well, good, good stuff. So I appreciate you sharing about that. And, and you've, you've mentioned how you, you've now become uh, an analyst. And, and so you're putting your, your plain time to, to, to use now to be able to, to, to share with, with viewers. And so you, you're doing this for the big 10 network and you're doing games and studio. And so this is your first season doing it, right? So how, what's the experience been like? What's the, uh, the learning curve? What, what's take us into, uh, the experience. It's been great. I saw you just had Matt Schumacher on. That's right. So he and I did, partner. He and I did a game. He and I did a game, uh, a few weeks back. Great guy. Uh, it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I never thought about getting doing any any media uh, as a player. Didn't necessarily love the spotlight in terms of the cameras and talking about it, but uh, was able to do have some opportunities to do some radio stuff the past couple of years and just enjoyed staying close to the game and, you know, wanting to improve in my craft as a communicator. And so it's it's a great way to do that. It's a great avenue for that. And it's been fun to be a part of the Big Ten Network, which, you know, to be able to step into that, I feel like this is this is this is God doing that. I wasn't an All-American. I wasn't didn't have quite that resume as a player, uh, but I know the game and uh, I think I can articulate what's going on. And uh, so I'm just really enjoying that. And uh, I was hoping just to have a, a few opportunities and it, it seemed like I got a, a few opportunities every week. So that's been great. Uh, it's something that I don't aspire to do full time. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the lifestyle of that I think would be really challenging for my family. And I don't think that I want to be gone that much. At least I don't want to. 
but to be able to stay involved and, and have some opportunities for a, a season, a seasonal part of the year uh, has been a blast. And so we'll see where it leads. But um, I hope it's I hope it's a part of what I do for a number of years now. And and hopefully it I think most importantly, hopefully it, it, it helps me to grow as a person and a communicator. And we talk about having uh, what tools do we have to um, be a light in this world. And hopefully that that allows me to uh, just analyze even from uh, with with a perspective, a healthier perspective with a godly perspective. And and who knows uh, what I can spin that into in the future in terms of uh, maybe it's not just sports um, I'm talking about, but there's there's some uh, some deeper uh, and more important things that I can expand to as well. That's right. I, yeah, I can't wait to see how, how God uses that and, and what other doors uh, he opens up for you. And and so, you know, one of those things, too, you, you've mentioned a little bit, you, you've taken the opportunity at, at different times to speak, and then you, you've got your your website, TrentMeacham.com, where you write a newsletter, and and I read a couple of them, and it's 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 really cool stuff. And uh, actually, one thing you wrote about, I, I, I'm going to hopefully write about myself as well, to piggyback on, on something you wrote about. Um, but but as, as far as what your approach is to uh, sharing with people and what are some of the maybe the themes that you're most passionate about, some of the kind of the, the lanes that, that you like to, to kind of speak on, write on that, that are you know, just your sweet spot. I think that, that my newsletter basically started from there's a lot of lessons I've learned in athletics and, and how can I, for myself, learn how to use those in other parts of life in business in personal development, in relationships. And that's kind of how it started. Um, and so I'd say I'm passionate about that. How can we use sports to grow in, in different areas, and especially for young kids and their character? I think sports provide such a great platform to doing so. Uh, that's definitely a passion. Uh, I'd say what I, you know, right now, just as a, as a young father and, and with my family and seeing um, how challenging it is you know, in, in ways to be a dad and um, to lead a family and uh, feel blessed with a great marriage. But, you know, that all these things require work and, and you know, and forgiveness at times. And, and just uh, it's, a, it's a continual process. So there's I think for me what I'm passionate about and hope to um, grow personally for my own family, but also to help others would be some type of family ministry, fatherhood ministry. I think so many so many kids, unfortunately, don't have fathers or they're uh, their dad might be in the picture, but he's, he's not engaged at all. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm learning and I'm messing up and, and I'm not perfect at all, but, uh, that's something I'm very passionate about. And I think this world, uh, is crying out for, and I think, uh, you know, I think, I think that's something that God, um, has placed in my heart. And I think there's such a need for, especially for men to step up as husbands and fathers. And so hopefully, hopefully there's something I can do there um to uh to not only steward help steward my own family along with my wife and my boys but uh to help others as well absolutely keep keep doing it cuz uh i'm a, i'm a dad of two young girls and so always always need the encouragement and and knowing that that other dads are have gone or are going through similar uh challenges for sure <laughs> and, challenges and so, for sure yeah. yeah so you're you're on the uh the opposite end of the spectrum as far as having three boys so I'm one of three boys. I'm the oldest. So, uh, so I know, I know from, uh, the experience as a son, but what's it like having three boys and, and what's kind of the, uh, the atmosphere like these days. If we're not wrestling, 
or <laughs> playing basketball. I mean, that's like the, uh, it, it's, it's super fun. You know, it's, it's, it's a challenge for sure. Um, great kids. Uh, my wife is, is incredible with them and, and I think we make a good team. Um, but you also see, uh, you see those things about yourself that maybe you don't love. And it's like, oh man, you can see those coming out of your kids. And, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's a loud house. It's a very physical house. And uh, I grew up with two sisters. And so I never had that brother. Um, but it's so much fun for me to see how close they are and, um, how they're just always, uh, you know, they're always touching. They're always, you know, wrestling and tickling and, and they're playing basketball. And, and for me, it's just, it's super fun. And, um, you know, but at the same time, it's, it's, you know, it's our greatest blessings, are our greatest challenges and responsibilities too. And, um, every blessing that comes. And, and when I think of the most, the biggest ones in my life, getting married and, and, and having kids, you know, they complicate life too. And, and so, uh, navigating that between career and, um, and family and, and wanting to, um, be all things to all people, which I can't be, um, I'm learning, but I tell you what, it's, it's, it's the greatest pr privilege I have is, is being a husband and father. And, uh, so, uh, I'm learning man. Uh, but, but it's something that I, I, I really, really enjoy. Um, just feel blessed to, um, yeah, be these kids, dad and, and, um, uh, you know, have the family that I have. I'm with you. Fatherhood really is that, that and situation to where it's a blessing and challenging. It's exciting and hard. It's, it's fun and exhausting. So it's frustrating. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all there. It really is. Uh, but, but yeah, God continues to to grow me in the midst of it all. And I know he's doing the same for you, which is, uh, which is neat. Well, Hey man, let, let's, let's end on, on this note. So you know, I was doing some research and it was looking, you know, on Twitter and all that kind of thing. And I realized that you're a turtleneck guy. So, so multiple <laughs> pictures with the turtleneck. Now, I haven't worn a turtleneck in, in a while. It, I, I don't know. I, I'm too fat of a neck. I, I, can't, I can't do it. So take me into the, the turtleneck approach and your willingness to embrace it. I don't know if I'd consider myself a turtleneck guy, but I'll rock one, you know. And I, I wasn't used to wearing you know, suits and that, but that's what I wear, you know, on set when I'm, when I'm doing the, the stuff with big 10 network. And so to change it up every now and then from just wearing a, a shirt and tie, the turtleneck is a different look. And, and especially here in the Midwest, it's cold. So it, yeah. I feel like it's fitting during the winter and you know, it's, 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 it's not too bad. I think my mom forced me into turtlenecks a couple of times when I was younger and hated it, but now it's, it, it gives me a different look. And, um, I've gotten some compliments, probably some others, you know, that, that, aren't feeling it, but, but so far, um, I'll still roll with it here and there. Hey, that's all right. I, I, I find myself being the, uh, the sweater vest guy sometimes and I, I question it, but I embrace it. So, um, <laughs> that's all right. So good, good stuff, man. Well, Hey, enjoyed connecting with you and, and, and loved having you on the show. So really appreciate you, uh, you taking the time and sharing a little bit about your story. And I, I know it'll, uh, it'll be encouraging to our listeners. So, so thanks so much, Trent. Appreciate it, Bryce. Thanks for having me on, man. God bless. Keep doing the, keep doing all this good work. Amen. Absolutely. Well, there's Trent Meacham. Joining us here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. Sharing the personal side of sports. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Ah, great stuff from Trent Meacham, the turtleneck guy. 
He doesn't want to be turtleneck guy, so we better not start that. He he probably probably didn't love that I brought that up, but I had I had to at least ask. So he he was awesome, good sport. And my my big, my big takeaway today for for an encouragement for for both of us is is what he was talking about in regards to you know, what is our tool to be a light to be used by God and you know what has God given us uh, to to further His kingdom to to do His work and we have to remind ourselves because I, I think sometimes we, uh, we we don't think about it or we downplay how God can use us but the reality is He has put things. In our lives, opportunities, he has put people in our lives, he has put resources in our life, and he's given us gifts, skills, passions, and he's given us a purpose. And, and so we have to continue to seek him and, and, and you know, ask him and, and make sure, all right, Lord, what, in what ways can I use the tools that you've given me? And in, in what ways can I use them better? In what ways am I not? Using the tools, so I like I like that word specifically because I think it it does encompass everything: gifts, resources, opportunities, connections, and and what are we kind of sitting on? You know, what are we what are we not using? What tools are we not using? You know, I'll do a few things around the house, but I'm probably not every you know every weekend in the in the in the carpentry uh, side of the house. We don't have that. Um, I'm not I'm not getting the, the drills out all the time, but I'll put some some memorabilia up on the wall. So I'll get the drill out, the hammer out. So I've got some tools. But let's face it, my, my tools are just sitting around all the time. Actually, I need to clean up some of them. They're in the basement. But the, the reality is, you know, what what tools are we sitting on right now in our own lives? Where, you know, God God gave Trent a basketball that took him overseas, that, that he could be used overseas. Who you know, who would have thought? From Illinois to France. And you know, for me, I, I got cut from my middle school uh, football team, and now all these years later, I'm talking to. You know, today it was basketball, but I'm talking to NFL players and coaches and Hall of Famers, and 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 using football as an opportunity to point people to Jesus. And so, and and he's given me a microphone, and and so I'm I'm trying to use that tool for his purposes, for his glory, for his honor, and to be obedient to. Uh, the op, you know, the, what he's asking me to do, the, the calling that he's placed on my life, and 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 the the doors that he's opened up, and and hopefully you saw Wednesday's devotional. Uh, if you missed it, you can go to unpackingit.com and and check it out. But I, I wrote about uh, how announcers ask a head coach, you know, during halftime or before the game or after the game for that matter. Hey, what was your message to the team? Right, that's one of those common questions. I wonder if the do sideline reporters, I never did sideline reporting, but I wonder if there's like 10 questions that they all just kind of rotate. So, all right, here are our 10 questions we're going to rotate. Uh, you know, how does it feel to win? What was your message to the team? But my point is, what was the message to, to the team is, is the, the, the question that I focused on. And for us, you know, what is the message God has for us? Now, just like a coach has a message for the entire team, he also has a message for individual players. He'll take a quarterback and, and pull him to the side and, and, and tell him something specifically because of the gifts that he has as the quarterback and the opportunity that he has as the quarterback, but then he also has for the whole team. And so for you and I, as followers of Jesus, he has a, a message for all of us that, that we're all supposed to be obedient to and you know the, the message of 
repentance and hope and salvation through Jesus. You know, all of that is throughout the Bible, and, and so that's his, his message. But then for each of us, as we get to know God and, and fellowship with him, he pulls us aside and challenges us, encourages us, and speaks directly to us, gives us specific instructions based on the tools he's given us, the gifts he's given us, the opportunities he's given us. And so are we listening? Are we executing? Are we you know, listening to that message that he has for us? And, and are we taking advantage of being God's, God's light and, and being his uh, vessel here, here on earth? Um, he, God is big and, and, and in control and all-powerful, and he doesn't need us, but he invites us to participate in the work that he does. And, and to participate in sharing his good news, his message with others. And so are we, are we taking advantage of that? So, uh, man, it's a good challenge. So that's what my big takeaway was from today's conversation with Trent Meacham. And as always on the podcast, I'll just take one kind of nugget and then unpack it and take it, take it a, a similar direction, sometimes a different direction. But, uh, but hopefully you enjoyed that from Trent today, and we'll have to keep up with him for sure uh, as he continues to uh, follow college basketball. And I should have asked him, I was going to ask him, and I, we ran out of time, uh, who he likes for the Final Four at this point. It's January, so who, who do we need to keep an eye out for? Uh, earlier in the summer, right toward the end of the summer, we had Leonard Hamilton on the show. Florida State beat my Duke Blue Devils this week, so that was a tough loss for Duke in overtime. Uh, but shout out to to Coach Hamilton, uh, very nice guest on the show. Uh, so it's like I'm torn when previous guests beat my favorite team, Duke, or whatever team it is, because uh, Tony Bennett, one of my favorite guests from Virginia, you know they they give Duke some trouble at times. They have in recent years. So uh, so that's always fun. But we still got the NFL playoffs, but college basketball right around the corner. Can't wait for March Madness. One of my favorite times of the year. I absolutely love March. Oh, my goodness. It's the best. So, thank you for listening today. I'm Bryce Johnson. This has been the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast presented by MediShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.